following is a presentation of WYM, Westminster Youth Ministry. In this series, What is the Church? We're looking at how we as the body of Christ can live out life in community together, looking at ways that the church should function, how it shouldn't function, what it's for, what it's not for, and how we can better encourage one another as believers. We hope you enjoy. Can I get a volunteer to pray? Sarah Beth, thank you. Uh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for letting us be here to learn more about you and that we would all learn and do the same. Amen. Okay, somebody in two sentences or less sum up what we've been doing here on Sunday nights. Hannah. We've been learning about and what are some things that we've talked about when we've been talking about the church? Like how certain the church. Okay. Give me an example. What did we do last week? Does anybody remember? Um, yeah. We talked about the role of the church. Okay. We talked about God's design for the church. We've also looked at things like the church is a, a place where we come and speak truth to one another. The church is a place where we worship together. And tonight we're going to look at... The church is a place where we find refuge. We spent all summer going through the book of Ruth. We did the Refuge for Outsiders series. And tonight we're going to dive into that a little bit more and see different ways that we can provide a refuge for each other and for other believers. So, as we always do, we're going to break up into groups. So let's do Asa all the way around to Peter. Y'all are going to do James chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Then let's do Carabeth to Austin. Y'all are going to do Ecclesiastes 1, 8 to 11. And then everyone over here, y'all are going to do James 5, 13 to 16. So as always, read the passage together. And here's the question I want you to ask each other. Are y'all paying attention? Here's the question. Here's the question. Yeah. What does this passage tell us about how we're to treat one another? And how can we apply that as the church? So take a few minutes. We'll come back together in just a little bit. Okay, how are we doing, everybody? To one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay. So, what are we learning about how we should be interacting, or how we should interact with others? Um, well, uh, be merciful. Okay, so we need to be willing to show grace. Why? 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 Um, well, because we're not perfect, so we don't have the right to judge, because if you go two verses, it says basically that if you broken one part of the law, you've broken the whole law, and so we have the right to condemn those who have broken, or who have struggles with certain sins that we don't have struggles with, because ultimately we have become transgressors of the law through our own sin. Okay, does that mean that there's no room for us to ever cast judgment upon other people? Um, Let me ask, is there ever a, a right or good time for us to do that? Well, there is a time when it's important to come to someone in love and be like, okay. look, this isn't okay. Um, I don't know if that necessarily is us judging them. Judging 
typically has a negative connotation mm -hmm. in today's day and age because don't be judged. I think judging, like judgment, is actually one of the biggest like turnoffs for everyone in yeah. this day and age because they're all like, you can't judge me. Just let me do what I want to do. I want to mm -hmm. have fun. So what? Yeah. So as believers, we should be more willing to show grace to one another. And why should we be more willing to show grace? Because we've been grace shown grace. Because we've been shown an, an amazing level of grace through Jesus. There's always a time for teaching. There's always a time for approaching one another when you know, we see each other struggling with stuff. There's always a time to admonish. But let's be honest. We're very quick to label. We're very quick to judge. And we're very quick to be harsh on people. And we're typically more harsh on others than we are on ourselves. Okay? Who here has friends that you look at and you're like, well, yeah, at least I'm not that bad. Okay? Everybody should be raising their hand. Okay? We all do that. We need to be willing to step back and not be so quick to run into that judgment. Not be so quick to run in to be harsh with people. We should be willing to show grace. Yes, there's a time where we walk up to Micah and say, Micah, you should really... Uh, be praying about your anger because you're, you're yelling at everybody and just punching things all the time. <laughs> There's a time for that. There is a time for that. But at the same time, we can still approach Micah. We can still approach Micah with a lot of grace. And we can love on him as he deals with that. Micah doesn't really punch things or get angry that much. So, Anyways... The church needs to be a place of refuge. Part of that, part of that shows itself out in how we treat each other in our sin. Okay? If we're constantly just looking upon each other, just saying, "Man, they're struggling with that. They're struggling with that." Uh, at least I'm not doing that. Then that doesn't. That's not the church showing love to one another. Okay. The church should be a place where we're not afraid to share, and a place that we can feel comfortable sharing, and a place where we know that even though. People may find out the things that are going on in our lives. They're not going to like constantly be talking about us behind our backs. It needs to be a place where we shouldn't be afraid to be real. It needs to be a place where we're good at showing grace. Okay, I gave you all the hardest passage here, so I'm going to help you out here. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, 8 to 11. Somebody will read that. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the Okay, read that last verse one more time, really loud. What, ha what has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Okay, so when we're looking at the nature of sin, what is Solomon teaching us here through this wise saying? I mean, all sins have been committed before. Okay. Yeah, so we need to be, if we're going to be a safe place for people, if we're going to be a safe youth group, a safe church, a safe community, we have to be willing to look at sin and understand that the sins that each of you struggle with are the same sins that people have been struggling with since creation. Okay, There's nothing new under the sun. What does that even mean? Like, how... How should that change how we approach people? And anybody in this group can, can answer. Sorry, guys. Okay, so we're kind of we're kind of piggybacking off of that verse here. You shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be like, 
Yeah, so we should be willing to recognize that, you know, even though they may be going through something that we don't really struggle with, we're still sinners too. You know, there's there's nothing new under the sun. We still struggle with things, and sometimes we could be so quick to cast judgment upon somebody's sin and completely overlook the fact that we struggle in a very similar way. Okay, sins have been committed throughout time. There's nothing new under the sun. Anger. Okay. Cain struggled with anger. He killed his brother. Jealousy. Joseph's brothers were very jealous of Joseph. Pride. Nebuchadnezzar was a very prideful man. Lust. David struggled with lust. All these things are sins that, you know, they may look different now. So, like, pornography didn't exist back in the Bible ages. But the source of that sin still was there. So, lust is the source of that sin. Drugs didn't exist back then, at least not in the forms that we have them today. But substance abuse has always been around. The struggles that are associated with our sin are always there and always have been. And even though we may not struggle in the same way as somebody, we still struggle with things. And we have to be able to recognize that. We have to be able to think about the bigger picture of what's going on and say, you know, I'm a sinner too, and I need to be willing to to step back and not be so quick to put people down or, or not associate with them or any of those things. We need to understand that the struggles have not changed, and that should give us a, a better level of sympathy for one another, a better level of, of showing grace to one another. Because we may not be far too removed from some of the sins that our friends may be struggling with. So our, our sin may not look as bad as others, but it still has the same damaging effects. And we need, to, we need to be able to step back from that and, and show people grace. Understanding that very fact about sin, the fact that you know, sin has always been around, nothing has changed, just the, the way that sin works itself out, that helps us show that grace that we just talked about in that first passage. Lastly, James 5, 13-16. Who would like to read that? Okay, what does this passage teach us about how we should be interacting with each other? Okay, we should be praying for each other. What else? And also, like, confess our sins to each other. Okay, we should be confessing sins. It should be a place where we can do that. Not a place where we feel like if we bring something... Like, say, I come and I share something with this group. Then all of you go on social media and say, guess what Tree is struggling with, okay? No, I don't do don't do that. Wait, we're not? Wait. No. Alright. That That wouldn't make me feel good. Okay? That would make me not trust you guys. That would make me very hurt. Especially if it was something very personal that I was sharing. Like a really personal struggle. And if that's how we react, like I don't expect all of you to do that. That's kind of a, a very extreme example. 
But if we're not a trusting place, if we're not a safe place where people can come and like really be open and authentic and kind of share what's going on in their lives, then people kind of clam up. Like when they know they're not in a safe space, when they know they can't trust the people around them, they, they don't share. And that's not the kind of place that we want to be. The church needs to be a place that surrounds others with prayer and healing. There's a lot of prayer going on in that passage. There's an invitation for the elders of the church to come and lay hands on and anoint with oil and pray over people for healing. And that's not just physical healing, but it could be spiritual healing as well. We all go through things. You all struggle with things. You all have experienced things that I may not have experienced. I've experienced things that you haven't experienced. We all go through difficult things. We all go through great things. But we need each other through those things. We need to be able to talk about the things that we go through. If we're not a safe place to do that, then we're not doing a very good job as the church. Now, that doesn't mean that we just come and unload everything on everybody. You know, we don't just come here and we have the 30 minutes of everybody just sharing everything that they go through. But we should be a place where if you're really struggling with something and you need to talk about it, then we should be that place. The church should be that place. So we need each other. So last night I drove up to Dallas to visit a buddy of mine. He lives in Portland, Oregon. He's my best friend. His name's Thomas. Haven't seen him in about a year and a half. And he was in town for a conference. So he called me Friday night. He's like, how far is Dallas from, from College Station? And I was like, well, it's two hours and 40 minutes. Why do you ask? He's like, I'm here. He's like, oh, I'm coming up tomorrow night. So I drove up last night, hung out with him for a while. And he's, he's been going to a church up there. And he's, he's been really struggling with some things. And he kind of just used that as an opportunity to share what was going on in his heart. To share some of the, the things that he really has been working through. And it's been some, some hard things that he's been wrestling through. But because he knew that, that he could trust me, because he knew that I was a safe place for him, he was able to do that. Now, if I was constantly telling everybody about all the things that Thomas was struggling with, would he do that with no. me? No. Depending on what it is. No. The point is, we need to have relationships where we can be safe with one another. That doesn't mean that we're all going to be best friends and we share everything with with everybody in this room. But we need to be able to find places in the church and in this group where we can do that together. Now, a lot of times it's scary to do that. A lot of times it's really scary to do that. The Lord calls us to that. In that passage, it says that we need to confess our sins to one another. Uh, that doesn't mean we're like asking forgiveness of our sins from Caleb when we confess our sins together. It means we're confessing and like, I'm struggling with this, and I need help. I need prayer. I need, I need encouragement. I need accountability. How are you struggling with this? Do you struggle with this? Because if you do, then I need to talk to you because I'm struggling with it too. It all works together. The church is here to be Christ's love working itself out in us through relationships. So how can we do all these things for one another? How can we be that refuge? What are some simple things? Listening. Huge one. Who, who here, when someone's telling you something, you're thinking about something else or you're thinking about what you're going to say? 
for me. Okay, I'll admit. A lot of times we don't hear what people are saying because we're so busy thinking about things or thinking about what we're going to say. But if we're able to just completely focus on people and listen to them, give them eye contact, really show them that you care, then that goes a long way. Because most of the time people just need to just get everything out. And we can do that for each other. So what are, what are some other ways? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we need to be willing to be vulnerable. And that's a, that's a hard, scary thing because we don't like to appear weak at all. But the Lord calls us to confess our sins to one another. That, that doesn't mean we just like you know unload every single sin that we've ever committed to one another. I don't think that's, I don't think that's going a bit too far, okay? <laughs> we don't need to like have a list of all the... We don't, we all show up with our paper list of everything that we struggle with this week. We don't need that. Hannah. Um, in my last sermon today, huh? I talked about the wall that um, people in the church tend to mm. build up and like, kind of tearing those down and accepting people who are like, not like that. Yeah. And listening to them build a relationship with Mhm. Absolutely. A lot of times we do put up those fake walls around people and it's hard for us to to even imagine having a relationship with them because we've already placed those barriers between us and others and it may not be something we do purposefully it may just be like a a thing that we've done and we don't even realize it but we need to be willing to to think about those things and and think about those walls that we could place in front of other people what else give me one more Give you. A, let, let me. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Just like being there for a person. Like, mm-hmm. like when times get rough, you're by their side. Absolutely. Time mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, making yourself available. One of my one of my mentors in ministry, he used to tell me all the time, ninety percent of being a pastor is being there. Just being available to to listen to people, have them talk. And all that. A lot of times, it, when people are really struggling with something, and they're telling you about it, they don't want you to fix it. They just want to talk about it, and they just need you to say, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Is there anything I can do for you? Let's go out, grab a, a burger or, or something." <laughs> so that's usually what we need. We need that relational piece because we need to have people walking alongside us during those things. Sometimes we need people to help us fix things, but most of the time, I think people just need to, to be able to work it out, to be able to talk about it, to be able to express how they're feeling about things. So that's how we are to be as the church, and that's how uh, we're, we're to be a refuge for others, is, is being in that safe place, being that place where we can talk about things and working through things together. Amen? Amen. Can I get somebody to close us? Were you raising your hand? Or? Yeah, would, would you mind closing us some prayer? Father, thank you for um, the freedom to meet um, at the trio's house just to be able to talk about you and how to encourage one another and your word and bring your word for I pray that um, you have um, an exciting night of encouragement and just being with one another and that God is to
Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. And keep an eye out for new audio upcoming from WYM. Thank you.